Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys. It's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets, the Facebook Live and also the podcast. I hope you're really well and having a good week so far. So this seems to be a hot topic at the moment that I'm going to cover today and being mid-January I suppose it's only natural at the moment is I've been getting quite a lot of feedback from various SA operators sort of in my um, community, in my Facebook group, in my WhatsApp group and also at the Sabre event I went to on Monday that people weren't expecting it to be so quiet or completely dead as some of them put it in January for their SA units and so this I imagine and I've seen can result in quite emotional kind of reactions to this and I think it's something that unless you're expecting it um, yeah you might find it a bit tricky because obviously it has quite substantial implications for your business. Hi Pris, good to see you. And so I think there are key aspects of this which you really need to focus on as an SA operator and not go into a panic about it because if you're rent to SA you're going to have a certain amount of rent to fulfil and I understand that. But um, when you feel anxious you just have the wrong kind of energy to make things work. So I've got... um, six steps and things to consider that you can take on board to make your situation more positive, have a a positive and active, proactive attitude to it that will, will really carry you through this. And if you haven't done service accommodation training, you've just kind of jumped into it and only just discovered this about January, then it will be a bit of a shock. But I know that when I did training back with progressive a couple of years or more ago about three years now um yeah winter was always considered potentially a bit of a dire time particularly if you were heading towards the corporate market oh and leisure obviously is great at christmas and everything but then everyone goes back to work in january so again can be tricky until you've got you know, weekend events and things like that going on. But people still live, people still do things, people still need places to stay. So don't go thinking that it's just the desert out there. So my main theme really is to keep your emotions in check and not just jump on actions to take. Really be considered in what you do in terms of agreeing to um, bookings and so forth. So my first thing is really that it is expected that January is going to be quiet. So think, brilliant, if you do have bookings. Um, We're really fortunate because we do have bookings, but I think that's just because we've put a lot of work in over time to um, make sure that we have things in place. So we've got corporate bookings that are quite long, three of them in our apartments. But, you know, last year, the year before, it was quite patchy. And so, you know, it's quite a normal thing to happen. And so what you need to do is 
think next year I am going to plan this differently and in, have a plan in place. So next year you can start planning in the autumn and have things like early bird offers. And also if you're quiet, you can plan in things like decorating. I don't quite know if I'm, um, oh, just need to switch on the mains, I think. We might lose power. Um, oh well, if we do, we do. Um, so what you can do is plan in, um, if you've got wear and tear and things like that, that can be done in January. And once that's done, um, you can do uh, photos, so new types of photos for your property. So whether that's the normal kind of um, 2D photos or you can go for, there are various people I've spoken to and, and various things I'm trying to decide about, about 360 view photos, but also virtual, well not virtual tours, tours through your property with photos so not cgi but actual tours through your property as well so you can do that kind of thing which you just can't do when you've got loads of people staying obviously and if it's all pristine because you've just had it all refurbed then that's a brilliant time to do it so plan for next january that kind of thing but also um think about the fact that you're going to have this fallow time and so when you're busy in the summer you can put some of your effort into um, putting aside for the winter and so planning your cash flow that way so when you have an abundant time in the summer realize that that's part of your business so in the winter time you need to be storing that to carry you through. So a bit like in um, Greek islands, they're open for six months for the summer and then essentially it all shuts down for six months as well. So, you know, it really is a bit like that. If you plan with that attitude, then all the bookings that you get through the winter will be a boon to you and you'll be really happy about that. So, but that doesn't mean to say you just say, oh, well, you know, I might as well close for six months. That's not what I'm saying. Just have that plan and have that mitigation in place. The second thing, which is massive, I think. Hi there, Joanne. Hi there, Carl. Good to see you. Um, second thing is mindset is massive because if you go thinking, oh, it's all really quiet, it's all really terrible, what are we going to do? You're going to start making bad decisions because when you're desperate, people can tell you're desperate. So if you start slashing your prices, even on booking.com and things like that, then potentially you won't be making enough money. So what you need to do is rather than getting all panicky, look at reality from where you are and I will summarize all of these at the end by the way know what your costs are so know what you've got to have covered every month going out so that's going to be rent if you're rent to SA um, that's going to be cleaning your linen you know paying your team you might have VA or admin your channel manager all of those things and your property business costs whatever they are all put together make sure you've got those that figure you know what it is because then you're not going to be thinking of some spiraling terrible catastrophe you're going to actually know where you are your situation and you might know that already so awesome if you do because it's good to know your costs when you're running a business obviously but just to make sure you know 
And then um, I have done quite a lot of um, detailed assistance on a webinar, which we had a great webinar last week with some of the guys all about how to get winter bookings. And I'm going to get into um, some details at the end. I'll give you some hints on how to be proactive and really get um, going on, on chasing down these bookings so that you're not just being passive there thinking why is nobody coming you know why is nobody booking and so ideally as I said you'd have had a plan but there are lots of things that you can do so now the fourth thing is you can um, go towards longer term bookings and some SA operators actually do have a um, an AST type arrangement for half the year so you can potentially do that or you can go on spare room and one of the guys at the Sabra event suggested to um, to press um, uh, go to open rent and then what they can do is is market you to these different places like spare room so that you have a longer term booking and although it will be a lower rate you will have your costs covered um, the little caveat I would say is make sure they really are covered and it would be good if you are actually making some profit and not just covering costs because quite often there's something you haven't thought of or something crops up which means actually you might not be making any money but I can understand you want to cover your rent but um, there are some aspects and adverse effects um, created by the longer term kind of bookings that um, I want to draw to your attention in a minute. So brilliant to have long-term SA bookings where you're getting normal rates or winter rates if they're slightly lower. So that's one thing you can have is slightly lower winter rates because we do. Um, but you just have to make sure that if you're doing a longer term booking that's a substantially lower rate usually that you know you've actually borne in mind the various adverse effects that can happen with the longer term bookings because really it only takes a few essay bookings you know normal short-term bookings to cover your costs so bear that in mind because the next thing number five is if you cover uh, cut your costs so you know what they are don't cut your marketing budget just don't do that because that's how everyone knows you're there. And if you're having trouble um, with your bookings, it might be just that people don't know you exist. So marketing, don't cut back on that. And if other people cut back on marketing, but you don't, you're going to be the one who's still visible. Um, but say, for example, if you hire your linen and then you maybe have a standard kind of long-term booking, then um, because with hiring linen, you're usually charged a minimum regardless of whether you use it you can cut down on what you've got so you need an order in excess so you don't want it stored everywhere um, so the kinds of things you're not using as much of over the winter you can just cut down on those kind of costs um, so to go to the adverse effects of um, having the longer term bookings what you really want to think is am I actually still going to at least break even or make a profit with this booking because there are additional costs involved in having a long-term booking and make sure as well that you've got the agreement sorted out and that they are still guests unless you have a six-month AST um, organised so make sure that if they are SA guests they know they're SA guests and they don't have tenants rights so that's the first thing but also think about it if somebody's in your property 
24-7 and living there essentially they're going to use a lot more of the utilities so you know your running costs are higher your electricity your water your gas if you've got it broadband and everything will still be the same those kind of standard things but think about that because those costs will increase so you're going to have to add that in to you know what you need in terms of your costs hi there david hi there rachel hope you're really well guys and also, because they're there all the time, um, you're going to have higher wear and tear. So we've just had a guest leave last Saturday who was with us for four months, and that was great. And that was a normal kind of essay booking through a corporate agent, which was fab. But um, we have had to replace some things like utensils and just smarten the place up a bit because, um, you know, if somebody's living there, they use things more than the occasional guests. They cook more and things just get a little bit more gross be worn out need replacing so we had to do a really nice deep clean and it's all lovely and sparkly again now and we've got some new things in there so updated our inventory so you have to monitor those things so it may be that you know you don't want to arrive six months later and, and your whole property needs a refurb that's worst case scenario but you see where i'm going with this so you want to still be doing weekly cleans ideally i would say whereas perhaps you might um, agree um, fortnightly cleans I know some people only do once a month but the problem with that is it needs a much deeper longer clean each time so there's a risk and obviously it depends if the property is your own you're not going to be necessarily quite so worried about that sort of thing but if it's a rented property where you've agreed with the landlord that you're going to keep it in pristine condition and then you're not doing that you're you know you're having a, a lesser amount of um, maintenance and cleaning going on then you know you need to really address that and see do I really want to be doing that wouldn't I rather just put a bit more effort and um, be brave and do more marketing so I think personally I think the being brave doing more marketing getting out there is the favorable way to go but you know it just depends because um, we had an inquiry just this week actually from somebody who initially wanted a month stay for three people then it turned into three months for two people and their rate was so low I just didn't know absolutely not we can't do that and I worked out the lowest rate and then you know kind of offered but what the particular guests didn't or potential guests didn't understand is that if you're making a loss even if you're making enough to cover part of your outgoings if you're making a loss that actually just compounds month on month so it really doesn't help because then you have all the issues of you know 100% occupancy to deal with like the wear and tear and everything higher electricity bills and so forth you know people leaving the towel rail on all day and all night or something like that you know it's much more of um you know perhaps an HMO type um, house of multiple occupancy type occupancy then so you know you really have to consider those aspects and weigh up the pros and cons so that's why I'm saying um, and number six is really consider the pros and cons just write them down on a piece of paper of whether you know an offer that you've had potentially for a long-term booking does actually work on paper and will it work on reality so add a percentage for additional bills hi Candice hi Jean good to see you guys hope you're doing well um, and don't just think oh thank god I've got a booking I'm going to agree a rate you know really work it out so 
pros and cons on paper, but also on your spreadsheet, you know, you're going to know that your um, rent that you pay roughly what you need is a nightly rate. You're going to know that. Um, and, you know, as I say, if you don't know your exact costs, then do work them out and get the spreadsheet out, Get work it out in detail. Hi there, Chris. Good to see you too. And so, as I say, you're going to feel a lot better if you're refusing bookings that don't meet your, you know, your need, your turnover, your profit that you need. Um, but chase down ones that will. So a few ideas for you. So as I said, I did do a long webinar about this and I'm going to do more uh, training to help guys um, really sharing my experiences and what we've um, found works at our properties. So. I mean, there was one girl who I saw at the Sabra event, actually, who said she did so well. She's in Shoreditch in the summer. She's got seven units and they were completely empty. So she's completely panicking. And the girls um, who do bookings from Silverdor were there saying, basically, take January off. And I thought, actually, that's quite a good idea. You could just shut. <laughs> so there's another alternative for you. You could just close. But obviously your cleaning team would all have to have the time off as well. And you would still have your rent and your outgoings, but it's an idea. Um, so far better to be proactive. So direct bookings, make a lot of effort to get these. So make sure your website is working. So we're working on quite a lot of marketing things at the moment. I'm really excited. Um, work out who your ideal guest is. This is something I'm doing this week. Who is your, you know, your avatar who are you aiming at and remember the universe helps bring things towards you and um, somehow they materialize if you know what you're after but if you're looking for direct bookings however you're getting them if people have a website they can go to and then just book or do a really um, do an initial inquiry really easily so it's the least resistance to them to try and book with you and inquire with you then that's ideal you can go onto all your social media you don't even have to um, think about ads first of all um, I'm leveraging that out because it's not really something I'm good at but um, or maybe interested in is the right as, as, right answer to that because I could get good at it. We could all get good at everything. But anyway, I digress. So if you post on social media about your property, it's free, isn't it? Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, various Facebook pages, various Facebook groups have a page for your business, post on there. If you're getting your super hosts from Airbnb, if you're getting your... Um, review for 2020 from booking.com post it on there let guests know that you're active you're doing things you want to help them keep giving amazing service reiterate that and also think about corporate agents if you're too small at the moment to have listings with corporate agents go to the Sabre event every month anyway lots of the colleagues I've got they're going to it and they're actually learning so much just talk to people there you learn such a lot and um, you can you know if you've got three to five properties I think you'll get listed with them anyway um, we can't even get listed with Seiko yet so you know you just have to get yourself out there get known um, get in touch with them and that brings me to the next thing is networking so 
get out there so that the businesses know who you are, so that property people know who you are. Developers have pain points and problems like, what am I going to do with this property once I've completed it? I need it managed. I want it to be looked after amazingly. SA is perfect for that. So get to know property people who need an exit strategy. Um, and also business networking. If you get known as the SA person in your area, if you know events that are going on in the area, you can change your descriptions on your OTAs. Um, on Airbnb, you can say, I know this is going on this weekend. It's so exciting. And then people might be searching for that and see it and see your your property so we've had that before with different events going on we got sold out we got famous people staying and you can call companies in your town go for it cold calling because they will want to um, have trainings and interviews and projects where they have people staying nearby so just go and see them small large go and see them phone them up LinkedIn, all of those things, just get out there, get involved with what's going on in your area. Um, hospitals, so that was one of our inquiries. Um, and estate agents always need um, to help their clients, whether it's somebody who can't move yet, somebody who's moved to the area but hasn't got anywhere yet. Disasters like this time of year, frozen pipes bursting, that kind of thing. And you can go to your colleagues in the area. If you've got inquiries that you can't fit, like we've passed one on today, then they may be able to accommodate them. They'd be glad of the business and perhaps pay you a small commission. So not as much as they pay an OTA. And your previous guests, get onto your previous guests and find out how they are. Do they want to come back? Are they coming soon? Can you offer them incentives, like even just an early check-in to um, come back to you direct? Um, talk to people, just communicate. And also they might have colleagues who need to come to the area as well. So that's just a few. There are loads more. And I know it's a bit scary getting out there or you might just be bold and just not thought of these things. But I think that kind of thing is much better than slashing your rates on booking.com and hoping for the best. You know, just don't do that because otherwise you'll find that you're training your audience to wait for you to do that. So they'll say, well, I'm not going to book that because I know that the day before it's going to be 50% off. And then you will not make any money and you'll think, why did I do that? So, <laughs> and one of the key things that I heard on Rob Moore's podcast a while ago that um, was to do with pricing because you can start to think it's all to do with pricing what people can afford um, is if you offer a price that's too low to a potential guest particularly these long-term bookings you're going to have this certain feeling of resentment and unease whereas if you think it's fair and you're giving good value and they're getting good value then you will feel sort of smooth and happy and it's sort of a clean feeling you know if you're charging too much then you're going to feel guilty so you want to balance back to the middle there and I found that really useful because pricing is something I have struggled with to be completely honest so I found that really key and you can really feel those emotions inside you so just to recap that um, your mindset is huge so keep calm don't panic Think of who your key 
most um, wonderful guest would be your your best customer your avatar who is that plan that so this is your first thing um and the, the next thing really is don't panic that it's quiet in winter it's normal it's a bonus if you're busy next thing is your mindset again um know what your costs are don't panic start from where you are what you need to cover just know what that is um third thing is have a plan put that plan in practice in summer for this time next year but having not planned you know it's okay just plan to be proactive right now and go out and chase these these potential guests because they're out there they just don't know you exist um fourth thing longer term bookings go for those go for spare room go for open rents as um mentioned at the Sabah event to press do that but just make sure that you negotiate a really decent rate that is going to serve both sides so win-win both ways and cut your costs if you can so not marketing cut the costs that you just don't need so much in the winter and especially if you've got longer term bookings there's a lot more predictability so you've got potentially lower overheads there so that really helps but again know that you've got other costs coming in there like higher electricity bills etc and six again so mindset three times know how you feel about your pricing really don't get desperate feel enthusiastic that you can offer a fantastic service for people if it means you've got a couple of empty weeks and you could take amazing photos once refurbs or or just a little bit of a tidy up is done then that's great otherwise do the list of things i gave you have a look um it'll be in the facebook community as well i'll add it in there so it's a little checklist but i did discuss a lot of this in detail with the guys at the webinar so i'm going to be doing more of that kind of thing so it's much more of a deep dive and really one idea leads to another and in a group you also get more ideas bouncing off each other so um there's lots more ideas for leisure guests that i haven't even touched this is much more corporate and contractors as well i haven't even touched that but rather like your networking for contractors get out to sites go and see who's around around which companies are actually building in your area go to the cafes who's got a high-vis jacket on ask them where are their colleagues staying where are they staying you know premier inn is an old hack go and see what vans are in there because hotels are the alternative but really expensive you know premier inn for five chaps who are working together five blokes who you know are all on the same um project same development your service accommodation house much better bet for them so you know there's a lot of pros in there okay guys i hope that's helpful and i look forward to seeing you next time but do post below or look out for my post in service accommodation secrets the group and on the page for more of these tips that i kind of rattled through but just keep a positive outlook and keep that marketing going and um, i haven't mentioned mark at boostly but go and check him out as well for direct bookings take care then guys i'll see you soon sharing the secrets of success